You're listening to Yes, Maybe, No with Andrew Streeter. He doesn't have any dialogue. He just goes, <laughs> Can't wait. And Yeti Blanc. Did you know that the phrase blowing smoke actually comes from a tobacco smoke enema? Is this show the best? Yes, maybe, no! Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Maybe, No. I'm Yeti Blanc. And I am Andrew Streeter. And today we kick off a short series of Christmas and holiday-related episodes. Christmas and holiday-related episodes. Xmas. <laughs> X-rated Christmas episodes. Nope. Wait a minute. Moving on. so today we thought a good topic to to kick off this series would be christmas cinema he said cinema folks cinema that is cinema for christmas (laughs) christmas Christmas. enema christmas Christmas enema Christmas enema. oh man what would a christmas enema be made of is it uh, eggnog is all right well it's a fun it's a candy cane funnel (laughs) Candy cane suppository. Yeah, it's a candy cane suppository eggnog in there. <laughs> Look, we'll talk about this on another episode. I enjoy eggnog, but the thought of an eggnog enema has to be one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> so yeah, tonight, um, Andrew and I, we're going to talk about movies and maybe some TV shows that revolve around Christmas and the holiday season. Andrew, why don't you get us started? Well, where should we start? There's a lot of different avenues that we can go down as far as this one goes. I had a few things. I know that I want to talk about um, uh, actual Christmas movies, holiday specials, and the difference between a Christmas movie and a winter movie, because there is a difference. Sure. So I have several categories in my notes here, right? Looking at my notes. These are my categories. I've got best Christmas films, in my opinion. Not a Christmas movie, but somehow people think it is. I've got just winter movies and then not Christmas, but we'll watch on Christmas. All right. How about let's start with some of your favorites. Actually, before you get into that, what qualifies a Christmas movie to you? Well, it has to take place during Christmas. I mean, that seems like a no brainer, but But, as we'll find out. As we see what people consider Christmas movies, we'll find that it seems to be more complicated than we think for most people. Right. That kind of bleeds into some of these, you know, my my not a Christmas movie category. So it has to be fairly Christmas centric, whether that is characters that are like main characters that are Christmas lore. Right. So if it's a movie that's like based on Santa or elves or that kind of thing. It also has to be plot centric you know, about going about doing Christmassy things or the true meaning of Christmas. A lot of these older ones, like the classic ones, are all about trying to find the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, before people were afraid of Jesus, you know. Right. Uh, the Christ child offendeth me. <laughs> no, no, offendeth me so. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's true. I think on, on older movies, you see more actual like either Christmas movies that didn't shy away from the actual like religious aspects of it, like the religious origins of it. Sure. Um, or trying to find the true meaning of it. And and we see that change throughout the years. But even with more secular movies, which this one is like on my list, Elf, right? Elf is on one of my favorites. And Home Alone as well, I think, are both modern classics, right? That you consider Christmas movies. I agree. Yeah. I I, I wonder if people do question Home Alone. I don't think so, but it wouldn't surprise me if there were some that were. But to me, that's totally a Christmas movie. 
he goes to a church to hear Christmas carols and there's no sense of like yeah. sarcasm or defiance in that. It's a pretty sincere thing. He does go to church at one point. Uh, I believe it's like a Christmas Eve mass that he goes to. Yeah. Cause he runs into the scary with, old neighbor. With the neighbor. I was thinking about that the other day, that particular side story in that movie actually gives the movie its heart. Cause the rest of it is just about this kid being a homicidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Or the makings of one. And he's like right. a super he's a super jerk to his family, like and then they're negligent and terrible too, but then they realize, you know what? We love each other. And it took <laughs> us both being terrible to get there. But no, um Homeland mostly takes place during Christmas. There's lots of Christmas decorations. There's lots of Christmassy music. Thank you, John Williams. Like uh Carol the Bells is prominently featured in that movie. Look, look, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square has sang somewhere in my memory several times. And I don't know if that song originated with Home Alone. It did. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's a John Williams original. He wrote it for that movie and it is just delightful. It is unimpeachable. It melts the coldest of Grinch hearts. So, so you said Elf, Elf and Home Alone. Elf and Home Alone. And those are more fairly secular, focusing on uh, traditional, but not like really, you know, Christ-centric elements, right? Because yeah. there's snow and there's presents and there's Christmas decorations and there's sleigh bells and cheer and whatnot. But then I also have um, some classic classics on here, like It's a Wonderful Life and Holiday Inn and White Christmas. Now, Holiday Inn and White Christmas are pretty much the same movie. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, sometimes I get them confused, like when one is on and, you know, and they're playing. But like those are just to me, those are like the Christmas versions of like uh, what Singing in the Rain does for you as well. You know what I mean? Where it's just like this is really warm and toasty and and, uh, and nice and I can deal with it. <laughs> Do you find that you have like almost a different list for different parts of Christmas as far as like your favorites? How do you mean? So my favorite Christmas movie that I have to watch every year is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm. That's the one that gets me. I think it's just, it's a, it's a brilliant masterpiece, but I never watch it on Christmas Day. I always have to watch it before, usually as close to like Christmas Eve if I can. But then I would say equally, It's a Wonderful Life is in a different wing of my hall of fame i think and that one i watch on christmas day I, I think i've only watched it after christmas day once but i never could stick through that whole movie when i was younger it wasn't until i got married that i actually watched it the whole way through and it just it destroyed me and so right. every year I, I i await the destruction of my emotions but i love it it gets me every single time but to me that's not one that like i get ramped up for in preparations of christmas so i almost consider that almost like a different list it's not really a different list but i, I hold it in a different regard i guess that's interesting because for me, most of the, my Christmas movie watching is in the ramp up to Christmas, is in the in between, you know, where we are right now between Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's what helps me get like, you know, pumped up for it. Well, I'm like on Christmas, what I think about, and this goes to my category of not Christmas, but we'll watch on Christmas. And I think this is probably just because this is what we did and it's kind of what we do now. We kind of go with like franchise films, franchise epics, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter series, Chronicles of Narnia. Those are the kind of films that, you know, we'll we'll throw on after we've opened presents and stuff and just uh you know veg out and and uh those feel Christmassy to me even though they're not Christmas movies. Now Christmas Eve, ever since I got married, my brother in law always did the twenty four hours of a Christmas story. Oh my gosh. And I've never done that to the max because that's a little much. I, I watched a Christmas story once when I was a kid and I just kind of I think this was just me being a contrarian. I was like, I don't like that movie. Blah blah blah. But you know, ever since I've been married, I really enjoy it. See, this is going to be really unpopular because I know how many people love that movie, but it always like felt really like dark and like kind of gross to me 
as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Not like gross, like, you know, like there's gross out stuff, but I always felt like very cynical and very like not very warm. Like I know it's a comedy and like there's comic elements in it, but like, I don't know. I guess I was a sensitive kid. <laughs> As a kid, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was boring. But like even rewatching it, you know, I'm just like, I know it's a period piece. I didn't really get that at the time. I'm like, these, this like the film green was like grainier and like the hues were like kind of dark and like, I didn't really get the narration and the, I never identified with Ralphie. Mm. I didn't want to play with a BB gun. I mean, it's like all he wants to do. They all made fun of the kid that gets his tongue stuck on the pole and that made me feel weird. The dad was pervy with the leg lamp and like, yeah. I didn't really get any of that. Like I just, this is not, it's a movie that makes me feel weird and kind of gross. So I, yeah, it just, it's uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, as a kid, I didn't like it. And then after I got married, I, I just enjoyed it a lot more. Like, I think I got a lot of the jokes. It just made more sense to me. How do you feel about Christmas vacation? Cause I hate that too. <laughs> Okay, I have only watched that movie once. Good. And I was like, I've seen better. It's just, it's uncomfy. Like, you know, I like stuff that's funny, but like if it's a Christmas movie, I want it to be like feel good, you know? There's no feel good in that. It's just a lot of like slapstick. There's place for that. But there's a lot of just like constant just poo-poo pee-pee nonsense jokes, you know, <laughs> all over the place. And I'm just like, really? This is like, and like my dad, people like my dad, like think that's like the funniest freaking movie that's like ever <laughs> happened. So like my dad, and that's, those are the same kind of people I feel like like Christmas Story. I like Fletch so much more as a vehicle than than the Vacation series. I agree. I love Chevy Chase yeah. in most of those earlier movies. And I love Three, Three Amigos. And his work on Community was a billion times better than the than any of the vacation series that I've seen. Than the Griswold stuff. Yeah. yeah. We agree. I only have two other ones on my best ones. Okay. One's called Scrooge. It's actually Albert. It's Albert Finney when he's like 40 years old in 1980. They like old man him up and it was uh, and it's a musical and it's like my favorite adaptation of A Christmas Carol ever. Fantastic songs. Great music. We watch it every Christmas. I've never seen it. You got, I highly recommend. And then of course there's Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> Ah, which air breaks is canon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I freaking love that movie. I haven't watched that all the way through since I was a kid, but I tried to show it to my daughter, Penny, when she was two or almost two. Maybe she was three. Either way, when she was really young and she got really concerned in one of the earlier sequences, I think when he was at the airport because he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> She, I just remember that, no. that, that she got really concerned and then she got, she just got unruly and we couldn't finish watching it. We haven't tried again since. Maybe we'll try it this year. Now, I know that there's going to be people that are thinking, that listen to this and think, oh, so like you're too good for vacation and Christmas story, but you like Ernest P. Worrell. There's, luck. Okay, I, but, but I, let, let me, let me see if I can guess where you're going with this. There's nothing cynical about Ernest P. Worrell. There's just like, no, there's just warm, funny, t goofy tomfoolery. And that's it. There's nothing cynical or crass about him. Correct. It's this. It's the same kind of feeling I get when I watch um, Ted Lasso. He's a lovable oaf, and he <laughs> projects heart. It's all about heart. Right. He plays. He, play, uh, he, he plays to that. the similar crowd as like the Gomer Pyle from the Andy Griffith show. Um, yeah. Like just the yeah the goofy the goofy kind of nut job or, or the Barney Fife's you know like yeah the same people that were big fans of that clearly play right into Ernest P. World yeah. and and his whole series of of films. So your top movies are, you said, 
Is this in order? Is it Elf? Is that number one? Or Scrooge is number one? I uh, see. Like these are all just just random, just in the group. These are all just kind of Scrooge is probably number one, but these are all like in the group, the grouping. It's a Wonderful Life, Holiday Inn, White Christmas, Scrooge, Home Alone, and Ernest Saves yeah, Christmas. One of these things is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, I don't think there's a need to like rank those either. Yeah. So I would say uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original. I love it. Um, I, I, of course, love Charlie Brown. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. There's a second one out there that is nowhere near as good, but there's a funny scene where Sally, all she has to do in the play is say hark, and she accidentally says hockey stick. Um, because all through the episode, you see Charlie Brown walking around with his hockey stick in the background while she's practicing her lines saying hark. But there's no reference, like verbal reference to the hockey stick. It's just something going on in the background. And then <laughs> she gets up in front of the whole play and says hockey stick and to catch that subtlety of just he's always in the background there like if you aren't actively watching you're not going to understand why she's saying hockey stick but ever since i first saw that i was like that's that's absolutely wonderful and it's the whole thing is is watchable it's fine my kids enjoy it but it's nothing like the original of course i love all the like i love rudolph I love, you know, Frosty the Snowman. None of the remake Like the garbage. claymation ones? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the... Like Santa Claus is coming to town? Okay. Have you seen the old claymation Little Drummer Boy? Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible but, and it's insanely you know, racist. What? And this dude, like, beats a donkey. Like... Yeah. He's <laughs> like, abusing this donkey. And I remember watching it. I was just so confused. As to, uh, I never saw it until I was an adult. I came across it one one time and Jane and I watched it. And we were just in shock at <laughs> And how just terrible this this one dude on that movie was. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So you got to have your original Frosties. None of these, you know, like Nuevo remakes of them. Um, I always loved the the messy, messy, messy. Oh gosh, yeah. That yeah. So yeah, we talk about yeah <laughs> some of our our favorite lines from from like our childhood Christmas uh, Christmas movies. That one and no money. No ticket. Yes. That's probably top five favorite quotes from one of those classic claymation or old animated um, uh, cartoons or Christmas movies. Who's one of your favorite characters from like any of your old like childhood Christmas favorites? Mm, I like Topper the penguin in Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. He doesn't have any dialogue. He just goes (laughs) like at that same intensity, like the entire time, like penguins don't talk like that or make noises like that. And so it's just jarring, and he's like, hey, Topper. <laughs> Sorry. But he's a penguin that wears a scarf, <sighs> and he's also at the North Pole, and penguins aren't supposed to be at the North Pole. Right, right. They're not there at all. I love it. Um, I, I think Yukon Cornelius, it might be in my top three. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, going by the name Yeti Blanc, you know, the abominable snowman has to have some mention in there. I've always found the character of Yukon Cornelius just, just yelling, Silver! It's so <laughs> wonderful to me. Um, but <laughs> he's just so over the top and loud, and I can just I can just relate to that. So then, um, but then you have Elf. I remember the first time I saw Elf, and I is like, this is an instant Christmas classic. I was an adult when it came out, and I was with several of my adult cousins and it had us in the floor in tears the first time we watched it but that one hits all the notes that you mentioned earlier what makes one of your favorite christmas films is it's got all the warmth and all the heart and all the innocence that a lot of us long for when we reflect 
on the holiday and Christmas season. Um, and sincerity, but it doesn't beat you over the face with it. Yeah. You know, that's a tough line to walk when you're diving into sentimentality head first the way that they do it. But it's just, uh, you know, John Favreau, man, that's uh, more Favreau magic. Yeah, it's so well, <laughs> like, put together. Uh, the, the, the timing on all the line delivery is perfect. The fact that he runs into all of these you know, people who have grown up too much for Christmas, you know, and are too cynical and he's there to represent the reminder of what it can be if we're willing to choose our you know Christmas to be a, a season of giving and of warmth and of caring and thinking about other people. He uh and so it's just it's it's awesome. And when that little girl that he met at the doctor's office at the end when she says thanks buddy, I'm done. Every time it gets me every time. Uh, thanks, mur- buddy. It does murder me. <laughs> I just I, I lose it and I almost lost it right now just talking about it. <laughs> so Elf is up there and then um It's a Wonderful Life. When I watched It's a Wonderful Life as an adult and I saw Donna Reed, I just I fell in love. And <laughs> I but but I love the character. I love um I love I love the character that she plays, the hope. Even when her husband, I mean, even when George Bailey becomes a real, he, he can be a jerk sometimes. Correct. And and he really just gets really self-involved thinking about what he wants. And she is just able to be patient with it and rein him in. But but no, I, I just think that movie is so perfectly brought together. It touches on all the, the feelings of family and warmth, but it also, I love the redemption story that it provides, which is a major part of the Christmas story or the spirit of Christmas is that, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to get into the religion of it, it's, you know, it's celebration, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, who represents the ability for people to be saved and redeemed from themselves and, and from, from this, this mortal life without even getting overtly religious, that movie captures that concept, whether you believe in God or Jesus Christ or not, most humans seem to be a sucker for a redemption story. And that movie captures it. Yeah. And it captures it wonderfully well. Well, and and rebirth and renewal. That's what I think about with Christmas is, you know, you're coming to the end of the year and you're pondering everything that went well and everything that might not have gone well. And you're digging deep and you're like, okay, well, now I have a renewed, cleansed palette and ready for this next year to take it head on. And that movie is is really fantastic. It shows that, you know, no matter how hecked up your life could be, you can still turn it around. There are still people in your corner, whether you realize it or not. Exactly. I agree. So l- let me ask you this. Is While You Were Sleeping a Christmas movie? It is not. It is on my list of not a Christmas movie, explicitly. L- go for it. Because <laughs> I, ag- I agree with you. It's one that my wife watches every year at Christmas time. She considers it a Christmas movie. Look, it's a tremendous rom-com, but it really, it's just Christmas is like an incidental happenstance within it. Yes. Like it's not about Christmas or Christmassy things. It's just Christmas is happening in the background. It's the setting. Yeah, that's it. Tremendous movie though. It's fun. We enjoy it every year. The, the line, the line one bald bastard is so good and it stuck with me since I was a kid. <laughs> oh man. There's, there's so many great lines. That's a very quotable movie. We, my siblings and I still quote that often. It's like, especially all like the Joe Jr. stuff. Like, oh yeah. Lay loose. He looks like he's leaning. Yeah. That's the one. That's my <laughs> wife and I use that all the time. I always try to convince her. I'm like, I'm like so, uh, looked like you were uh, leaning when I want to like kiss her and she's not interested you (laughs) you stood me up for the ice capades i'd eat your ticket 
<laughs> I also love the like Joe Jr. <laughs> Bill Pullman's like accusing her of like being with Joe Jr. <laughs> she's like, he says he believes you guys were intimate. And she goes, he also believes he invented tinfoil. <laughs> he's, delu- <laughs> he's delusional. <laughs> that, that's, that's a great line. Um, but yeah, not a Christmas movie in my opinion. It's not. What's another one on your list? Uh, this is, you know, a very popular opinion and people love to say it because they, you know, think they're funny. But it happens during Christmas but it's not a Christmas movie and it's great. Die Hard, yeah. not a Christmas movie. Yep, agreed. Another one, not Christmas, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas is just in the title. It's about people that are Halloween-centric ghouls. I don't imagine anybody sitting down to watch that movie at Christmas time because it's predominantly about kind of messing up Christmas and really about, you know, Jack Skellington thinking that the grass is greener on the other side, but really it's not. And he kind of discovers that he's happy where he is and with who he is. And so he embraces the Halloween of it all. But really what I like to do is throw in people's faces that this movie was released on October 13th, 1993. (laughs) Okay. That's not a Christmas movie. It was released in time for Halloween. I agree with you there. Now we will watch it occasionally at Christmas time. It's a staple every year for Halloween, but not a staple every year for Christmas. If we get around to it, we do. Great movie, not a Christmas movie. What's another one? Because I'm having trouble thinking of, of what, uh, what other Christmas movie or what other movies got, might be on there that aren't in the solely winter movie category that people mislabel? Sure. Well, I've got two other ones. I've got the Ice Age franchise. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Okay. See, do, do those even happen at Christmas time? They. I don't think Christmas like even existed in prehistory where right yeah, be, before Christ. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't think Christmas existed before Christ. If it did, now we know the game is up. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No. Okay, and so then, no, Ice Age, I would put in the Frozen category. Frozen. Okay. Is the other all right. One. All right. Yeah. yeah. So those are winter movies or cold movies. Yeah. Because Frozen wasn't even a winter movie, was it? Wasn't it in the summertime when she had her first freak out? I think the weather was warm. Yeah. Because the fjords weren't frozen. Everyone was sailing in for the coronation. I don't think. And then she had her incident and froze everything. But people consider all the time that it is a Christmas movie. And it's not. It's not. It's not. It's just a winter movie or a movie that happens in an, a setting that becomes very cold and that bothers me that people associate it with Christmas movie. That one gets to me, makes me hate, let it go all the much more. <laughs> so I have all little boys and none of them have any interest in watching Frozen. My wife tried to like let them watch it. Maybe they'll watch it when they're older, but like I'm pretty thankful that, you know, I'm not uh, in a uh, hole of Frozen merchandise hell. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But I consider the Hallmark movies to be their own yeah. um, whole thing. The Hallmark, and now Netflix is running with that genre as well of just the cheesy, right. awful C movies. I can't even call them B movies. But okay, but do you or your wife binge on those uh, ever? We will watch a handful of them ironically and laugh at them pretty yeah. hard. Jane watches them when she's wrapping presents. It's a good time to do those. Yeah, I've got to get up early so she doesn't want to watch anything that's like really good because she knows I'm going to want to watch it. Um, so she's right. really she's really nice that way. So I've got to get up early. So I'll go to bed and she'll stay up late wrapping, you know, throughout the month. She'll just she'll like, well, I, I'm not going to watch anything that's going to make Yeti mad. Um, I don't want to offend Mr. Blanc. You make your wife call you Mr. Blanc. Mr. Blanc. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Only after midnight, baby. 
<laughs> but she um she'll watch all those cheesy netflix that are in that similar vein as the hallmark christmas specials what about like christmas episodes to tv shows every year we'll watch all of the office christmas episodes okay so like Benny Hanna christmas is really up there for me <laughs> i think that i think that's my favorite one of the christmas episodes i, re- I, I really do and of course um when they did you you know yankee swap <laughs> and it just goes horribly wrong. Um, the Belsch, the Belschnickel, <laughs> the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. That's what they called it, right? It was a Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Office did the Christmas episodes, as far as like having a running history of them, better than maybe anybody. But then again, I don't know that a lot of shows that lasted nine seasons or more did a Christmas episode every year. I'm not sure. I, I don't. A lot of them don't stand out to me, but the Office ep- Christmas episodes definitely do. Is Mr. Plow a Christmas episode, or is it no, a winter no? Episode? It's a winter episode, but it's wonderful. And it's just, gosh, that jingle is just so good. But what I was going to say is the series premiere of The Simpsons was a Christmas episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. And I usually, I don't always get to watch that every year, but I, always, I usually try. I just think it's, I can't think of another series. And I did just a couple of quick searches yesterday um, to see if any other series had their series premiere with a Christmas episode. I couldn't find any. But to think of the run that The Simpsons has had, I find it astounding that here we are over 30 years later, Simpsons is still going and it started um, as far as its standalone TV show premiered with a Christmas episode. Well, I think that about wraps it up for today's show. We hope that your Christmas and holiday season has gotten off to a great start. As I said earlier, this is the first of a series of Christmas and holiday-related episodes, so make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a beat. Also, if you could be so kind as to leave us a review and rate the show five stars, we'd be really grateful. And remember, keep reaching for the stars, because stars don't have arms to reach for you. As always, you can find our show on Twitter and Instagram at Yes Maybe No Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Yeti Blanc underscore. Me on Twitter at Andrew Streeter underscore. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, is Elf, Elf the, the best? best? Yes, maybe, maybe no. no. Is Elf, Elf the, the best? best? Yes, maybe no. <laughs> Listen to Yes Maybe No. Subscribe, download, rate, review, wherever fine podcasts are sold or uh, downloaded. They had like a hose or something going into that, and they they would blow the tobacco smoke into there and then pump it into the butt. (laughs) Can't wait.